0: Today, we look at the fourth fruit of the Spirit, patience. I have to be honest, when we first started thinking about the sermon series on the fruit of the Spirit, I was a little worried about what the Lord might bring up in my own heart. The fruit of patience was one of those things that I was not excited about digging into. Patience is tough for me, as I'm sure it is for some of you as well. And for you others, I think we can all agree that even on our best days, we could always use a little bit more patience in our lives. Last week, I found myself at a sporting goods store picking up a few things. I wandered the store attempting to make it to the checkout counter with only the things that I really, really needed. I'm the worst about giving in to impulse buys. Snickers bar at the cashier, don't mind if I do. Anyways, I finally made it to the front of the store where the checkout lanes were. I saw a line with only one other shopper in it and I made a beeline. With one customer in front of me, I believed that this would be a quick and painless process. Little did I know that this customer was exchanging 72 items and attempting to be refunded in four different forms of payment. Of course, right? I could feel the patience leaving my body. It was like it drained out of my shoes and onto the cool linoleum floor of the store. At first, it was just the typical internal questioning what's taking this guy so long and shouldn't this kind of stuff be done at the customer service desk? I finally made it to the counter, paid for my items and headed out the door. No real time lost, no schedule blown, no one was put out, just me having wasted precious energy being impatient about trivial things. It wasn't until later that evening that I realized my impatience in that moment. It spoke to something in me that was far deeper reaching than my wanting to get out of a checkout line quickly. It was a small reference to my unhealthy tendency to lean into impatience. And for what? Well, we're about to get to that. Please grab your Bible or open your Bible app and go to the book of Galatians chapter five. We'll be reading verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Parents, I know that being patient with our children can be very tough at times. The pandemic has truly thrown most of us a massive curveball that we are still attempting to manage, but patience is attainable with our kids even on the worst of our parenting days. This week, I challenge you to find time alone with Jesus. For some of us, even this is a tall order. But let me ask you, are there things that you could take advantage of that would help you attain those quiet moments with the Savior to learn about patience? What about waking up earlier to find time with Jesus? Those quiet early morning hours can prove to be ultimately fruitful in starting your day. Or do you need to take advantage of family or community to help you find some alone time with Jesus? Have people offered to help you, but your pride gets in the way from saying yes? Humble yourself this week, free yourself of any guilt, and allow others to serve you and to help out with the kids. Moms or dads that stay home with the kids during the day, maybe it's time to ask your spouse if they can offer you a block of time at the end of the day to get away with the Prince of Peace. Be willing to step into these conversations that will lead to sharing the burden. These are just a few ideas that can help you find time to sit at the feet of Jesus and practice patience. Recently, like a lot of you I'm sure, I have felt like I'm doing a lot of waiting waiting for my kids' school to meet in person again, waiting for my favorite coffee shop to reopen, waiting for the pain and the hurt of our society to be healed, and waiting for the pandemic to finally be blown away by a strong and stiff wind. But waiting is not the same thing as patience. The dictionary says that waiting is the action of staying where one is or delaying action until a particular time or until something else happens. But patience, on the other hand, is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. The Bible's definition of patience is a bit more complex. Its definition shows us that waiting is actually passive, while patience is active and requires intentional interaction. The patience that we will discuss today is like a horse needing a bridle and a bit. A contemplative, thoughtful, controlled patience is a fruit of the Spirit that brings us ever closer to the character of Jesus. It's what helps us from falling headfirst into chaos. Our first encounter with patience today comes from the book of Psalms. Turn with me to Psalm 40 as we read verses 1 and 2. They say, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. Patience in this verse literally translates to have expectant hope. The Hebrew word here is kavah, Kavah speaks to this idea that with God's help, we can bind ourselves together in his strength by his hands, and with that active preparation, we can wait out the storms in our lives. Think of the sailor battening down the hatches in a storm. It's the act of taking precious things and securing them to the deck of a ship so that they are not thrown overboard during a storm or a swell. This is what kava means, the tying down of our hearts and minds and spirits while the world around us twists like a tornado. Another way that patience is presented to us in the Bible is found in Romans 12, verse 12. It says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. This iteration of patience in scripture means to persevere under misfortunes And trials, and to hold fast to one's faith in Christ. In its plainest form, it simply means to remain, to sit at the feet of Jesus and wait patiently for him to speak and move. This is the same posture that Mary took when Jesus visited her and her sister's home. Mary exhibited a posture of patience that allowed her to actively listen and receive the words and the presence of her Lord. She sat at his feet. This is the core heart for this translation of patience in the Bible. It raises a massive question, though. Do you have enough patience to sit at the feet of your Lord Jesus when the world is punching you in the mouth? Are you able to patiently wait for the soft and still voice of Jesus in the midst of the storm? During this moment in our world's history, I find it safe to say That we need more patience like this. Lastly, in Ephesians 4, verse 2 through 3, we read about another facet of Christian patience. It says, Therefore, as a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. What is this example of patience trying to teach us? Well, here in Ephesians, Paul is speaking to the church in Ephesus and trying to remind them of how their story is intricately woven together with the story of the gospel of Jesus. It teaches them that the unity of the new family of God does not mean uniformity among them. This unity among them speaks to the unity of faith and belief in Jesus rather than the understanding that everyone should look and feel and talk the same. I think we can all agree that when we get around people that think differently or act differently than us, that we sometimes can lose patience. This is when we need this type of patience that Paul is talking about in Ephesians 4. This same translation for patience is also found in Colossians three twelve. Grab your paper, paper Bible or your favorite Bible app and turn with me in your Bible to Colossians 3, and we're going to read through verses 11 through 13. These verses speak directly to the idea of having patience with those around us. Here, There is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. What comes to mind when you hear or read those words, bearing with one another? And before you answer, remember that putting up with something or with someone is not the same as bearing with them. This word bearing is the Greek, in the Greek translates into the idea of holding someone up. So this scripture literally tells us to, in patience, hold up our brothers and sisters in God, even if they are different from us. We are called to offer time, our time. To others so that we can come to listen and hear one another more fully. This is a pretty massive departure from the narrative that the world around us is handing out. This is exactly how the family of God is supposed to act. We are called to be a people that are patient with one another and with the world around us. How different would your day look if you were to actively practice patience in these trying times. Two big questions came up for me as I studied for this sermon this week. The first one was, how do we accurately encapsulate the Bible's definition of patience? And how do we practice it? Tim Keller, referencing an article in Psychology Today, said, more and more, we find that people allow frustration to catapult them directly into crisis completely foregoing any kind of middle ground. We find ourselves having no ability to navigate our way to the psychological middle ground of patience. This quote reminds me that to practice patience is to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to me that I must slow down and seek the Lord's face. We must pray for God to help us find patience before we fall into crisis. This is exactly what we read about in Psalm 37, verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. This type of patience does not fret with stress. It does not pace the floor with anxiety. It does not worry about what tomorrow will bring, and it does not fear the crisis that may be lurking just around the corner. This is the patience of Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, It is a patience that seeks others first and desires for God to lead the way. It is a patience that girds our spirits and souls when the world around us is crumbling to pieces. So how do we use these passages of scripture to help point us to a well-rounded view of patience? Well, Jesus, as always, Jesus is The one human who is able to exude every fruit of the Spirit perfectly. He is the pinnacle example of patience for us in our lives here on earth. In no other place is this most powerfully conveyed than in the 19 hours that passed between Jesus' arrest in the garden to his death upon the cross. Even Jesus himself testifies to his own patience as he was being arrested in the garden saying to his disciples, do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once send me more than 12 legions of angels? By the way, a legion was made up of roughly 5,000 units or soldiers, so Jesus was talking about 60,000 angels there. That type of patience, well, that's one that I may never understand. The God-man himself could have chosen a different path, but instead he had patience and he endured. This act is most succinctly stated in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus practiced patience in his capture, during his trial, in torture, and even in the death on the cross for you and for me. He suffered shame and embarrassment, pain and death, so that we could live lives free of anxiety-ridden crisis. When we read about Jesus in the scriptures, or sing about him in worship, or remember him as we gaze upon the cross, let us not forget his examples, as he patiently endured what we all deserved. His patience produced our salvation. This week, my hope for you in the midst of tribulation and hardship, in the midst of frustrating situations with others, and as you sit at the feet of Jesus, is that you would practice real, life-altering patience. A patience that ties you tightly to the power of faith in Jesus Christ, giving you strength to go and love others in the midst of worry and hardship, in the midst of fear and difficulty, Ask God to help you, to walk with you, and to gift you abundantly with the patience of his son, Jesus. Amen.